Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Beebe. And I'm another one of your big boys, John George. And this week, we're getting a little freeform <laughs> with, our, with our podcasting. We're going to change the rules, play it by ear, you know? Jazz. If I want to start talking about Flat Earth right now, you'll just let me take it where I want to go, right, BB? This yeah, one. man. T- take it where your spirit, take yourself where your, your soul Flat takes you. Earth. Get in that zone. Flat oh, yeah. Earth. Yeah. Earth. I don't think Flat Earthers flat. just sort of chant Flat Earth, but. <laughs> but this is jazz, baby. This is freeform podcasting, baby. Yeah, we just take it wherever we want to go, you know, like COVID. It's you know what they say about freeform podcasting? It's not about the the words you do say. It's about the words you don't. Wow. And that's why we're not going to talk the rest of the episode. That's right. It's going to be a silent <laughs> podcast. Feel free to sort of zone out with us for the next 90 minutes in complete silence. <laughs> I can't fucking do it. <laughs> Shit, God. Oh, my God. I was alone with my thoughts for five minutes. Oh, it's terrifying I know, I in know, there. Baby, I know, What would you think Holy about? shit. Did you think about I I can't even past? speak of it. The, the past, the future. Did you know we're going to die someday? I never even thought of that until now. Yeah, I know. I, it's crazy. Death. Just imagine. Fuck. People do this for fun? The sun's going to... Meditating? Crash. Even if we manage to figure out a way to live long enough, the sun's just going to crash into our asses on Earth. Oh, God. God, fuck. Yeah. I'm never doing that. We have to make a pact right now. Never. Reform podcasting is We're dead. Done. We're done. It's, I, I'm oh. canceled. I'm canceling myself right now. I, I'm canceling you too. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I don't want to have welcome. to show my face on the internet ever again. I'm sick of it. It's, that's good because <laughs> this is an audio podcast. Sweet. Someone should make a movie of that. Someone trying to get canceled. That'd be a funny comedy. <laughs> god that's gonna be like the ted cruz story that's it, it's all gonna come out that ted cruz has like a huge embarrassment fetish and that's why he is the way he is and then they're gonna make a movie about that nice i like it his beard man i hate that beard yeah his racial ghoul fucking beard i hate that beard i swear grayson allen is his son you may not know who grayson allen is bb but that is his son I have no Yeah, and the Zodiac Killer is him slash his dad. So Yeah, I, that's a weird family. I, I'm not about that family. That, the, no. that family tree where I imagine Zodiac Killer is his dad. He got him, and then he had a son Zodiac Grayson Jr., Allen. Yeah. Grayson Allen. I don't like that family. Um, no, it's, it's, it's wicked, and I won't think of it anymore. Might be, might be worse than the Trump family themselves, to be honest. So, nah, it can't be worse. <laughs> can't be worse. Oh, is Grayson Allen a... A Duke player? That's why yeah, I know yeah. that name. Yeah, Grayson Allen. My dad's a big Duke ba- basketball fan. He played for Duke, and he is a big baby who trips people a lot. And now he plays oh, He funny. plays NBA basketball now. Oh, I remember that. I remember when he was playing. And yeah, yeah. My parents would always complain because they're like, why does he keep tripping people? <laughs> Stop tripping people. He's like, they were like, Coach K should do something about this. <laughs> baby has nightmares where his parents just keep yelling this. Please, I don't. Know, it's it's an actual thing that my parents yeah, were upset about. They're very big Duke basketball fans. I mean, I would if I were a Duke fan and I had to root for Grayson Allen. I would also stop being a Duke Duke fan immediately. Grayson Allen yeah, can't do that in my household. The diehard Duke fans over there. Yeah, I mean, he he does look like Ted Cruz though. Um, yeah. But baby, this week we're talking about a special movie. It's uh, you ever heard of the studio Pixar? No. Well, it's a little tiny animation, indie animation studio, and they make yeah. films. Um, mostly, l- the length of their films are usually hour and a half, I would say. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Just wanted to give you the, all the stats, kind of. So. I do like the idea that I did literally work for Disney. <laughs> I'm just like, no, never heard of Pixar. Pixar? What's that? Uh, I, I literally made like two or three videos for Pixar while I was wow, there. Wow, bragging. Subtle yeah. brag. I like it. I like Humble, brag. Humble brag. I just I literally I've never edited heard of this film that we're talking about. I today. edited Pixar. So, well, you know what's really great is I edited, uh, during my time at Disney, I edited a video called Everything Coming to Disney in 2020, which I don't think, no, it, I think it did release, and it released right before the uh, the COVID pandemic, 
And every date in that video was made invalid immediately. And I spent months on that video. Every video BB works on just made and, invalid uh, the next day. But yeah, Pixar Soul was in that video and it was like Pixar Soul coming in July. And we had to go through like tons of executive notes and like date confirmations and then yeah, nope. Doesn't matter. <laughs> no, at least didn't matter. At least it came in twenty twenty, baby. Um because it was, I guess it was so, close yeah. to not, I guess. Uh but it made it. It made it. Uh but before, of course, we always talk about the movies we watched uh this past week. I watched one. It's called Promising Young Woman. Uh, but I can't talk about it because we're talking about it next week. It's true. I have not watched it yet, but we, we are going to have our... It literally came out today. I just watched it before this podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll, so we'll th- talk that's about your it. homework for next week. Watch Promising Young Woman yeah. and, and come join us for a, I'm sure, very riveting discussion that will not be freeform at all. I think that's one of my goals of 2021, Bibi, is to try to give our listeners like what movie we're watching next week so that they can have some homework to do i kind of that's true i want the professor i'm i'm the professor they're my students kind of feel here yeah absolutely (laughs) you are all going to be graded by the end of of this episode so pay attention yes uh what'd you watch bb did you watch anything i watched one movie this week Uh, i had a very busy week but i managed to squeeze in uh the movie that you said was your number one movie of 2020 wolf walkers woo <laughs> that's a solid woo that's a solid woo Thanks, for everyone. wolf walkers thank you yeah i i really liked wolf walkers i'll tell you what i didn't like um was apple tv plus those absolute <laughs> bastards uh at apple computer products decided they don't want people to watch apple tv plus is what i've decided um <laughs> I started my free trial last week. Um, You get seven days and then you got to pay for it. So I was like, all right, I'll just watch this one movie and then cancel my free thing. Um, And so when I finally had time, I was like, okay, well, I only own an iPad, but they have a website. So I'll go to this website and watch Wolfwalkers. But the official website doesn't have a search functionality. (laughs) It's literally a website where you just scroll down and it shows you different things you could watch, none of which are wolf walkers. Why? Um, (laughs) So yeah, I spent like five minutes scrolling through this page being like, well, maybe the next slide will be wolf walkers. And it never was. (laughs) So I had to, I had to Google wolf walkers, Apple TV plus, and then it took me to the page on the website. Oh, you had to Google it. They're, they're, yes. they're dependent on Google. <laughs> they don't have a search functionality on the website. You have to use Google to get to different pages on their website. That's classic Apple. They just, they, um, they, they don't make websites. They don't care about websites, but they're like, well, this is the one thing we should probably make a website for, I guess. Yeah, it's a streaming service. <laughs> like it's it's dependent on people being able to like search and watch things that they want to watch. I like the cam the third of the chat first the headphone jack and now the search bar. I like that they that they made a conscious decision. They're like, no, search bars aren't yeah. good. We need to get we're, rid of we're them. replacing the search bar with another with another lightning port. Yep, exactly. Um, Very innovative. But yeah, so I got to the Wolfwalkers page via Google and then I clicked play and it did this nice little animation where like the screen like slided over and it started playing. And I'll tell you what, the 40 second ad before Wolfwalkers played like a dream. (laughs) I've never seen such a a high quality ad play before a movie. Um, The issue came that after those 40 seconds, the a uh, whole screen locked up and would not play the movie. Of course. That's how um, that's how I watch I tried <laughs> I tried refreshing and I tried like doing all this stuff and it did this weird thing where like I left the full screen mode and then it like was hiding my mouse behind the full screen is <laughs> so I was like fuck it I'll I'll do it on my iPad and I was like I got a Chromecast so I'll just cast it to my TV from my iPad easy enough. Um, here's the thing though, Apple doesn't like Google. And so you can't cast to a Chromecast from Apple TV. <laughs> the Apple TV app on the iPad does not have Chromecast of course, integration. Of course. Why would it, BB? Come on. They, so I, this is the classic I, theater experience, as Great Monorail is saying. This is what happens. Yeah. This is exactly how movies were intended <laughs> to be watched. So well, I did have to watch um Wolfwalkers on the 12 inch screen of my iPad. Very fun. Um, and every so often I would look up at my big, beautiful TV <laughs> and be like, 
man, I love watching movies on that thing. Yeah. I actually, for the first time, I did watch Wolfwalkers on my iPad, too, on purpose. Oh, wow. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Because I was tired, I wanted to lay in bed while I did it. But then the second time, I watched it on a big TV. And I did like it more the second time, so that's probably why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my whole <laughs> runaround to try and watch What's this fucking movie before my Apple. free subscription ended. Come on. Um, it's insane. I, I didn't even realize that like Chromecast functionality is based on like an app because I have Disney Plus on my iPad too, and I can cast that to my TV, no problem. I can cast YouTube, whatever. Yeah. Um, but an Apple specific service will not cast to my TV unless I have like AirPlay or something that integrates like that. Yeah. Very um, Apple is very stingy, BB. Very stingy. And again, this is a streaming <laughs> service. You understand that the other streaming services let me watch things easily. <laughs> well, it has, I think I saw it as a PS4 app. I guess it doesn't have PS5 yet, though. Uh, may, I didn't even check. I was just like so defeated at that point. Yeah, it makes sense. That I did actually <laughs> after the movie ended. I was like, shit, I should have checked my PlayStation to see if it. Yeah, I don't know if it has PS5, uh, but I, I remember when I sent it to you, I was like, it's, it looks like it has a PS PlayStation app, but I, I didn't know if it was PS4, or PS5 or what. Yeah, well, the damage is done. Uh, it's a good movie. I like. I enjoyed it. Um, despite all that, Fuck I Apple. I really did like it. I don't know if it was my number one, um, but yeah, it it was very visually nice to look at. I think um, the performances were all really great. I think my only real criticism is that there is a pretty significant chunk of the movie that sort of just like wallows in misery. And I've never been a huge fan of media where people like start crying and then continue crying for like a large portion of media. <laughs> Walking Dead did that in like season four where like the first three episodes of the season were just people screaming and crying. Um, <laughs> and there's like a part hell. of Wolfwalkers. Yeah, you get to this part of Wolfwalkers and it's just like constant like misery and sadness. And I was like, something's can something happen so we don't have to keep like being here in this moment you know me i i enjoy pain so yeah uh. yeah and but but otherwise yeah i think it was it was really fun really nice sean bean my man sean, sean bean. bean fantastic fantastic love love that dude um i think the main girl's voice actor was super super good also yeah honestly i i didn't even think about how good the performances were until i watched some more reviews and i was and everyone was saying that and i was like you know what they were really damn good why didn't i why didn't i give these people credit yeah it's it's not always easy to connect in a an animated movie especially one that's so stylized like that um but yeah every every performance felt really great and Obviously, that's a credit to the directing, too, which was also very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, good. Good stuff. I, li I, I like 2D animation, too, a lot. I, I like the style. I like the story. But, um, yeah, I hope we get to say maybe our top five of the year or something at some point, BB. I, you got some more movies to watch. but I, I have a few more movies, but we're, we're getting there. Um, I, ha I, like you, have to make sure that Birds of Prey doesn't land in my top five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well... I don't know, BB. I was trying my hardest to put in the top five. I, I couldn't squeeze I it in there, though. Well, you failed. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't even make it in, like, your top 15. Yeah, no, so yeah, I don't know where it is on my list. I don't know if it even made top 20, to be honest. But I still I still think it was pretty high. I watched a lot of movies at this point. Uh, it, made, it didn't make top 25. It's number 26 out of 38. Oh. Okay. So it's higher than Tenet. So sorry, Chris Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Chris. Should have had Margot Robbie in your movie. Yeah, and you should have had a scene about egg sandwiches. You fucked up, oh, Chris. So right. You should have <laughs> had a scene where John David Washington is like eating a sandwich in reverse, so the egg sandwich is like coming out of his mouth. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. I, I was thinking of last week's episode. Did you listen? Did you listen to AJ's edit till the end, BB? I did not. I I listened to about the first half. Apparently. A girl that he liked in college is now dating Zack Snyder's son. That's great. Well, we got to get fucking Zack Snyder's son on the podcast. <laughs> Holy shit, we got to get him on here. That'd be sick. He's got to make his own Snyder predictions. Me and him were like texting. I was like, imagine like dating um, Zack Snyder's son and then seeing Wonder Woman or seeing seeing anything Zack Snyder's made and being like, ooh, I did not like that film. Yeah, that would be awkward. <laughs> like, I wonder if what he thinks, though. Does he like his dad's work? Does he hate it? I don't know. 
I mean, you think about like Sucker Punch. That movie's made for teenage boys. <laughs> he probably you think made his it son for his maybe son. was super into that. He probably made it for I, his po- son. probably. You're like, hey, son, I made a movie about like hot chicks that fight robot samurais, and he's like, whoa, dad, you're so cool. <laughs> I really want, um, I really want to get Zack Snyder's son on the podcast now because I do want to ask him. Like, I want to go through each of Zack Snyder's movies and be like, okay, rate this one. All right, this. One. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be a fantastic piece of content, no doubt. That is, yeah, that would be really great. <laughs> and then we'd have to get a Zack Snyder video where he ra- reacts to his yeah. son reacting to his movies. <laughs> he just starts crying. He's like, what <laughs> like, the fuck? My own son thinks Watchmen is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Okay. I, well, this one. I, I guess we're getting to the movie already, unless we have like a bit. Do you have a bit or anything, BB? Do you have like a critics corner? I really kind of <laughs> blew my load with freeform jazz, freeform podcast. Uh, no, I don't have a critics corner this week. I'm kind of like, if I can speak on critics corner, I feel like we might oh. be entering its twilight years. I'm still going to try and do it every so often, but I found, especially because of 2020, there aren't just aren't as many funny reviews and the ones that are out there are all so similar. They're all like critics are paid uh, to write good or bad reviews, depending on how I feel about it. Women are bad. <laughs> SJWs, classic, too much politics. Um, my IQ is yeah, very yeah. high. So I understood this movie or my IQ is very high. That, that, that's why you didn't understand. It's like um, it. I I'm saving I want to save critics corner for the reviews that I find that are like really choice like the one where the guy didn't know why people didn't show up to the theater <laughs> to see Tenet I think that was pretty we need, good we need some unique ones I agree but yeah I I don't want to fall down the rabbit hole of just constant like shit posting because that'll get old but yeah and and you know what we'll leave hey. some room for some some new segments we still got Snyder predictions that we'll do we're, we're gonna come up with some Hell new yeah. stuff for 2021 that'll be just for as new good. segments um but yeah I guess we'll we'll get into soul then uh Pixar's soul as BB mentioned supposed to come out in July came out in December instead directed by Pete Doctor if you don't pay attention to Pixar movie directors because who who the fuck does really um he also directed monsters inc up and inside out um and if you don't know me uh then you don't know that my favorite movie of all time is inside out so that's pretty that's pretty high expectations right there i also really like up so i like pete doctor a good amount so going into this movie i was very scared bb for my life which i shouldn't have been I feel like I should. Yeah. I feel like I should have just went into it, but it's just another movie, John. You don't have to just because this man made created your favorite piece of media ever doesn't mean you have to put it that's those expectations on it. Um, but I was still trembling yeah. for some reason. That's so funny because my favorite movie of all time is Mad Max Fury Road, and there's all this talk about this like Furiosa prequel that's coming out. Yeah. I have like no expectations for that. I'm going in and assuming it's not going to be nearly uh, yeah. as good, just because. I'm I'm of the position that like Mad Max Fury Road does not need a sequel or expanded lore or anything. Um, if George Miller is attached and Annie Taylor Joy is attached, like that sounds great. But yeah. I'm well, honestly, like, like, I don't care in at my all. Opinion: Mad Max Fury Road was like the only really good Mad piece of Mad Max. Like I prefer, I watched the first Mad Max and I thought it was fine. So I, yeah. yeah. Did you watch the second one? I can't remember if I did. I think I did. The Road Warrior is the one that everyone says is like where it gets really that's like was the peak before Fury Road. You have the first one, which was like a weird indie movie with like cars. Then you have the Road Warrior, which is where the real Mad Max start. Then you have Thunderdome, (laughs) which is like a little bit too weird. And then you get uh, Babe and Happy (laughs) Feet. Of course, Babe and Happy Feet are a part of the Mad Max um, universe. So. Yeah, um, they're prequels. I think both Mad Max and Inside Out came in twenty fifteen. Came out in twenty fifteen, BB. So we're both just twenty fifteen boys. Good I year guess. for movies. Um. Yeah. Where were we? Soul. Give me your general impressions, BB. My general impressions are that I really, really liked Soul. I think I liked it more than Inside Out. Um, it it connected with me in a very, very specific way. I feel like I had a very personal experience with Soul, which is probably why I liked it more. Um, 
But yeah, I would say maybe the main thing about it is that it feels like a movie that's made for adults. I don't see kids getting a whole <laughs> lot out of Soul other than like some funny gags and like Tina Fey's character, which is so weird that it's Tina Fey. Like you have one character that's kind of built to appeal to kids and it's like, a, you know, <laughs> it's like, a middle-aged on. woman you, you voicing the character. Logan Paul for this one? Come on. <laughs> oh logan paul would have been perfect um, for that role yeah dude. i i agree 100 agree i think after what i was talking to to Miriam about it i was like that is like one of the least kid friendly pixar movies i think like it's it seems so much more for adults um than kids uh which i think all yeah. pixar movies are great because they are usually catered to both some of them cater way too heavily to kids like the good dinosaur or movies like that or cars um, cars but it, it, i don't think we've gotten one that has like this that is like so just feels like a movie for adults this does feel like a movie for adults um or made for adults more than yeah it's all pixar movies are all ages movies but this one especially was so existential and the message and meaning behind it i feel like is really alien to a child because like i i guess maybe like later preteens or teens might get this, the idea of like being in a flow state or, or like pursuing passion or something like that. But yeah, it was, it's very heady for a kid's movie, which I, I like as an adult who can, yeah. who can process that stuff, but it's a lot to explain to a yeah. child. I, uh, I assume well, maybe if you have one. Maybe children will like it cause it's pretty. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's funny stuff that happens. The little dudes are um, funny stuff like so that. yeah, I I don't think kids would dislike it. It's just I don't I don't know if they would yeah, find I value in it necessarily. You know, as a outside kid, you're of just like, the funny stuff, looking at things and you're like, I don't find value in this. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> you the kid looks up and he goes, Mother, Father, I did not find value in soul. Um. Honestly, I think kids, if kids see it, they probably will like it. My kid loved it. Um, Theo, you have a kid? Holy shit. Yeah, Theo's actually got 10 kids. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, also, I remember as a kid, there was not a movie I didn't like. So maybe that also comes into play. Um, but what I guess I have to give my general impressions, which are that I think it's a really well-made movie. And I think it's good. But... Unfortunately, I just didn't emotionally connect to this one as much as other Pixar movies. Um, if you're saying, John, you didn't cry. Oh, I cried. Um, I definitely cried. <laughs> I'm John fucking George. <laughs> I goddamn cried. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just didn't connect to this one as much as Inside Out or other Pixar movies that I that I enjoyed more. And I think it's unfair to, like, at first I was, like, going to give it a worse rating on Letterboxd. And then I realized, like, I'm comparing this movie to, like, some of the best movies ever made. I should compare it to, like, all movies um, and realize it's still a very well-made movie, even if I didn't emotionally connect to it as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say still watch it for sure, because I, I, I'm hearing more people like BB, with BB's opinion, who fucking love this movie and think it's amazing and... Um, while I didn't love it, it's still good. Yeah. And I think part of the reason, part of the reason I emotionally connected to it was like very hyper specific to me in like weird ways, um, which we'll get into. But I also want to say that whole process of you deciding to give it a higher score is literally the opposite of what I did with Wonder Woman, where I was like, <laughs> for like a trash movie, Wonder Woman was pretty good. So I gave it a higher score. Of course. <laughs> Um, I should like go through your, what, what, uh, my friend Neil and who has been on this podcast before used to do mm -hmm. was go through my letterbox and be like, you gave this movie the same as this movie and just go through the whole thing and like piss me off all night. I should just do that oh to you. God. <laughs> it's just really yeah. God. Here's the thing is like, I don't care the my star <laughs> ratings on letterbox are in, I understand are entirely subjective to just how I was feeling in the moment. Yeah, yeah. They definitely are. Um, but Hey uh soul yeah overall we're gonna spoil soy soy spoiler spoiler town soul oiler town spoiler town well can the third brought up a story about the fish in the ocean um which is interesting because i watched this with my family um and yeah i also i also really liked that moment but um 
my my brother didn't understand and my brother's girlfriend did not a lot of people did not understand in my household what that meant yeah and they were not no that that quote that quote absolutely hit me like a truck i was like oh fuck um but i could also easily see someone being like wait what (laughs) yeah yeah i I think the lay was delivered kind of like made you like I feel like it could be easily confused. You're just it's, like it's what? a it's a head scratcher. Like yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. think about it. It's a puzzle. Um, it's a puzzle. But, but once it hits you, you're like, holy shit! Um, oh, yeah. But we are in spoiler town, uh, so I want to talk about the very first thing that happens in this movie, which is our main character, whose name I forget. Um, <laughs> yeah. Of can course, you of course. can you look up his name on Joe talking? Gardner? Um, our our Joe Gardner. So Joe is teaching uh jazz band and if anyone's listened to this podcast you probably picked up that i played in a lot of jazz bands when i was a teen uh even through college and so immediately i was like oh i know this exact experience and joe's like directing the middle school jazz band and this girl who plays the trombone like matt Beebe played the trombone in middle school she gets up to do an improv solo and she starts jamming out and she's like moving her body and like getting into the solo and all the kids start laughing at her because she's like too into the jazz (laughs) um that thing literally happened to me in middle school um exactly i my the jazz director pointed to me to play an improv solo i got up i started playing my improv solo and i was like moving with the music and all the kids were like, why are you dancing like that? And I was like, what do you mean? I'm not dancing. And they're like, yeah, you were like moving around. <laughs> and like literally that day, anytime I got called for an improv solo for the next like month, I had in my head, like, don't move, stand completely still, just play the music and don't. Move. And all my improv solos fucking sucked because I was so focused on like, um, I was so focused on not moving my body. That's- <laughs> that's so sad your just entire class made you worse at music baby yeah it, it was literally <laughs> one of those like formative moments where i was like no fuck it i'm just gonna move because like that's fucking jazz baby yeah it's about um, getting in the zone and which theo <laughs> theo pictured you during that moment no lie so that's fair i, I believe you now baby this um, actually yeah happened. no that is a real story i um and i'll tell you what i was better at fucking improv than pretty much anyone else in that jazz band so i found the secret move around a little bit when you're doing your improv solos okay okay um, it's all about moving it's all about getting but, into it yeah so immediately this movie was like <laughs> oh they made this for me of course don't you, i love when that happens god damn i love when that happens yeah um but yeah i liked i liked the beginning of this movie I enjoyed Joe Gardner as a character, and per- I think they immediately made him pretty relatable. Just someone who had some dreams, you know. He just he wanted to be something bigger, yeah, better than what he was. He he has big aspirations, which is another thing I can very much relate to. Who can? Um, or just like having it in your head, like this is the one thing I want to yeah. do, um, and I'm going to do everything I can to get there. Um, but right now, I'm teaching middle school jazz band. Of course, everyone. <laughs> which is, there. you know, got to be one of the more unrewarding professions to have or so we yeah. think hmm. i was ho- i was hoping this movie would be about that uh band teacher from whiplash rather than joe Gardner. <laughs> yeah that's the sequel is uh they play carnegie hall or whatever <laughs> and they're like oh we're gonna have a new uh director come up for this one and it's jk simmons yeah. he's just like constantly swearing and throwing oh, yeah. things um i think okay so what happens next i guess we meet his like mom who's clearly just wants him to like take the job because he gets a full-time offer to work at this middle school and um yeah his mom's like take it but he he doesn't want he wants the big dream baby he he wants that yeah big, he wants that big boy dream um He's chasing the big He's boy dream, big... just like we are on big boy movie. He wants to be on big boy movies. Oh yeah, um, and then he catches a break because one of his former students like gets him, uh, gets him to uh, possibly play in the show. He gets to play with this famous saxophonist, um, and she l- loves him after he goes into the zone. This is when we're first introduced to the zone, even though we don't know, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know exactly the rules of it yet. But he kind of just everything else fades away while he's playing piano. Um, but I like Theo asked earlier, do you think people go into the zone while they're boning? And 
I am disappointed Pixar didn't include uh, yeah. um, someone boning and going into the zone. <laughs> Could you imagine that scene? We're getting ahead of ourselves, but like the scene where 22 is like, oh yeah, I mess with these people. And they make that great joke about the Knicks, which is extremely funny. Yes. Um, but then he looks over and there's some dude like boning down and she like throws the rock at him and he's like, Oh God! <laughs> he nuts too early. He nuts too early. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I if this were a real adult movie, Pixar, you would have done that. Um, oh. <laughs> that would have been so. Uh, good. But yeah, so yeah, he goes into the zone, and I didn't even like fully understand what that was. Yeah. Obviously, they explain it later, but I think it's pretty solid setup. Um. And the movie moves really fast. It's not even like the first half hour before he dies, which is pretty nuts. Um, yeah. It moves at a pretty fast pace, which was fine because I think the more interesting stuff ultimately takes place in the afterlife. Yeah, I think one of my one of my complaints I said in my review was that I think it moves too fast. I felt like I didn't, at points, I didn't get time to digest what I was, what was happening. Like, I, fe- I did feel mm-hmm. like he died too fast. You know me, I'm someone who... I don't know if that was in the trailer or whatever, but I don't. I had no clue what this movie was going to be about. So maybe if I did know he was going to die, I I could have taken more. I would have. I wouldn't have had to sat there and been like, "What the hell? Did he just really die?" Yeah, that is absolutely in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's set up in the trailer that uh, he die and go to heaven. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. What's wild to me <laughs> is that he dies sort of. Um. And he's on the stairway to heaven or the escalator, I guess, to heaven. And there's like the little old ladies that are like, we're ready to pass on. And he's like, no, but like, I feel like more people than just him. Oh, no doubt. Would, would have his reaction, like, right? There's got to be more people are like everyone, like every all the Jerry's and Terry act like this is the first time that's ever happened. Like how many people <laughs> no would have been like, and it's apparently not that hard to break off the escalator. Um, yeah pretty easy just fucking break through that glass and you're you're out of there i would have loved if we had a uh buster scruggs moment where he's on the escalator for like the second time and then you see another guy who's like screaming and running the other direction he turns around he's like first time i thought you were gonna say buster scruggs moment that we get into six different short stories about people on the escalator that would have been fun oh no i meant more buster scruggs moment like how buster scruggs dies and grows little angel wings and flies away (laughs) best part of buster scruggs of course as we all know yeah um but yeah, he breaks through there. There, I think overall, it does. It needs to explain obviously the rules of this little area a good amount. But I think they do a decent job at it. Still, it doesn't slow the movie down too much. Um, most of them are brought up naturally. I think there are moments like that that we mentioned earlier where it's like, no way, no one else has tried to escape this or some stuff like that. But I think you, yeah. for the most part, you can ignore it. I, no, it works. That's like a cinema sins yeah, yeah. criticism. I was just making a joke. Like, yeah. uh, it's whatever the story is telling is the one they're telling. Um, and I do really like the sort of unborn souls, uh, <laughs> playground yeah. formation area. Um, I also love the voice actors oh, yeah. for Terry and Jerry. They have like the perfect like New Zealand accents. Yeah. I that when that happened, I was like, yes, just like. Make all people have New Zealand accents in movies from now on. Yeah, like uh, Korg in um, yeah, yeah, and Thor Ragnarok has the best voice because that's Taika Waititi. New like, Zealand accent is just, just the best accent, it, hands down. I, I could listen to Peter Jackson talk for days. I I love those accents. Yeah, I love how those boys like sound. Calming, soothing, and hilarious at the same time. It's just like all feelings at once. New Zealand accents. <laughs> yeah they really nailed it down there um i assume it's they have everything together because of their accents like they got rid of coronavirus super easy like they're just fucking chilling and it's probably because of the accent <laughs> it's gotta be because like the virus no way the virus hears that and is like i want to infect this person the virus is definitely just like no nah, i'm out i'm gonna go to america i hate their yeah. accents I'm going to go. Those guys suck. <laughs> you heard how they talk? Way worse. The, the virus heard someone call a bagel a bagel and was like, that's it. <laughs> that's the last straw. America's done. <laughs> Stupid bagels. Uh, but what happens next, Phoebe? It's been a while since I've seen uh, he's, he's mistaken for a mentor. Ah, of course. Um, which is sort of 
So like every Pixar movie, it said they're all about parenting because they just are. This one is also basically about parenting, um, but it's also sort of about the teacher student dynamic, which is a little bit more interesting. It's a little different. Um, again, I think 22 is more or less miscast to the point where they even have a line about it <laughs> where he's like, why do you sound like Tina Fey? And she's like, cause it annoys people. And I'm like, all right, fair. <laughs> They're like, why did we cast Tina Fey? Let's write something into the, in the script about it. Yeah. It, that's really what it felt like was like, oh, maybe this wasn't the right choice. Let's just write something Pete, in. Just Pete give it a was like, well, I got Amy Poehler in the last one, so I kind, I guess I have to get Tina Fey. Is that the Yeah, deal? you have to complete the, the duo. <laughs> you have to get the duo eventually. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. Know if that, I don't know if Tina Fey fit that much, but still enjoyed Joe and her. her um, that little duo was, was funny and cute. Yeah, I... I love the the scene where they're going through the like hall of of purpose or whatever, and all the souls are figuring out what their spark is, and he's trying to like convince her of anything, and she's like, "No, don't like this, don't like that, don't like that." Um, which is funny because I feel like <laughs> I have very limited experience working with kids, but like through various things like being a camp counselor or doing like school music stuff, um, you eventually do meet a kid who is like, "I don't like anything," and you're like. Damn, how do you live, kid? <laughs> I hate everything. That's piss boy, right? Yeah. <laughs> piss boy loves piss is the thing. That's what his soul found. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Joe should have done. He's like, all right, well, you don't like f- uh, sports or baking or anything. Maybe try piss. <laughs> Maybe just try piss out. I realize this tangent, it's going to be make no sense to people who don't watch oh, the yeah, live streams. True. I forgot that we never said this on the actual podcast. But yeah, on the podcast, quick update. Uh, Yeah, watch the live stream. But just to make sense, there's a guy I went to high school with who's like super into yoga and he drinks his own (laughs) piss. And we talk about that uh, when we go live on Fridays at 6 p.m. PST. 9 p.m. EST. We do we do a little bit of a pre-show and a post-show. So you can check that out. Oh, yeah. Uh, but what I, when they're going through that hall, I think that's like a good example of where I should say this, where where I like in inside out and in this pete doctor is very good at like making moments in films like the f- moments in his films the first time you watch it like it doesn't really mean that much but once you find out the meaning to the movie it means a lot more like looking back at this scene where you're like seeing the kids like are seeing the souls figure out like what their thing is and like realizing like all those people like were just were just um realizing that they like wanted to live in that moment like that shit, that shit hit. I like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's very clever and it's it's really solid world building too. Although I think the only flaw in there is the fact that you can't taste or smell or like feel anything. That feels like a huge oversight on Jerry's part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weird. I mean, that's just to set up. That's just to set up like later when twenty two goes into the real world and like actually tastes things. I guess. Yeah. So um and I guess we can can get there. He's got to convince 22 that it's worth uh life is worth living and they go back to earth. Oh, but we should mention the the like weird outland pirate yeah, people who uh help uh people who are like stuck in a rut, I forget or lost souls or whatever. I actually loved that too conceptually. They like <laughs> find the guy and they free his soul and he's at his terrible like corporate finance job yeah. and he immediately says like what am i doing here and just destroys his computer yeah that was good um i like the the hip they're like hippie pirates which by the way i i really like all the animation um and all all the world just looked beautiful uh when it was in this, yeah when it was in this area Honestly, just anything in the afterlife, I guess you I should call it. Yeah, that's one of my other minor criticisms, actually, is I really loved how the afterlife world looked. I wasn't a huge fan of the like Earth character designs. Everyone just kind of looked sort of like puffy, like they'd been stung by bees or something. I was like, yeah, everyone looks puffy as hell. Also, just in general, like after seeing Wolfwalkers and seeing even seeing in this in this movie what the afterlife looked like. I'm like, I, it's cool that you can make something look super realistic, but I'm not like the biggest fan. Like, I'm not excited about it as much as I am yeah. the afterlife and stuff like that. There there was a little uncanny valley in like the Earth versions of all the characters. 
uh, which put me off a little bit. Um, but yeah, I love the dude who's spinning signs and like, that's how he gets in the zone. Like that's his whole thing. <laughs> you, you know that there, there's a bunch of people on earth who get in the zone by spinning. Signs. I believe that man is real. He, he's I'm fully real. willing to believe that the, this version of the afterlife is correct. And that guy is real. Oh yeah. Um, I, f- God, I do really like the next joke too. The next joke's so good. Um, that lands so hard, even for someone who like doesn't follow <laughs> professional sports. Like, obviously, I'm from New York, so I know everyone's like sad about the Knicks. But uh, yeah. yeah, that was just too perfect. Well, one of the screenwriters is a huge Knicks fan, so they were allowed to do it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it comes from a place exactly. Of um, the lighting was next level. Yes, it was Theo. It was definitely next. Yeah, level. all the everything. Like, I mean, obviously it's Pixar, but like all the rendering, oh, all the lighting, um, everything was just immaculate. Uh, yeah, but it's more of an artistic thing with, with the character, uh, less a technical thing, although lighting is artistic too. Um, but yeah, they get back to earth through the, the zone portal. Uh, Joe's a cat. Joe's a cat. (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunate twist of events for Joe. Real unfortunate. Um, this movie's like looking back at it, it is a roller coaster because this was another moment. So when he died was a moment where I had to stop and like catch my breath and be like, wait, what the fuck? He just died. And then when the cat thing happened too, I was like, oh my God. Well, first of all, I didn't like expect him to come back to life so quickly. So I think that's the same, that's the main thing that surprised me. I was like, oh, we're already out of the afterlife. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, um, as someone who'd seen the trailer, I did not expect the cat thing or him coming back to life so quickly at all. I was like, oh, we're we're already going to like this zone. Yep. It was just really surprising. Um, but they have some pretty solid hits uh, after that. Um, obviously, the pizza thing <laughs> is is like my birds of prey. Egg sa- <laughs> well, I guess the egg sandwich thing. Egg sandwiches and pizza are two like huge yeah. New York things. So immediately I was like, if anything is going to convince convince someone that life is worth it's, living, it's, it's a fucking slice of New York street oh, pizza, yeah. or um, yeah, or an egg sandwich. I would give. I would give. I'm going to give my baby when I have it an egg sandwich immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, probably a bad idea. <laughs> when it doesn't like it, I'm going to be like, "Are you kidding me? Throw it away. Throw the baby away. Uh, in the trash. <laughs> Throw the baby in the trash. This one doesn't like egg sandwiches." Get me, get me another baby. Get me, find me a baby that likes pizza. Um, of course, this whole sequence has one of the best scenes in the whole movie, which is the freaking barbershop scene, baby. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, we get um, what's his name? The guy from Hamilton is David, in the movie for like two seconds. David Diggs, baby. David Diggs. What a year. Yeah, he's in there to year for Diggs. Just be like a a dick and then not be in the movie anymore. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, he he was the dick. Um. Yeah, good good year for David Diggs. Honestly, he his uh he, of course clipping, fantastic uh rap band had a great album this year. But now he's here in Seoul, being a great actor again. Um, being mean. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But it. Um. Uh, I I thought they were gonna do something with him because he he has that moment and then Terry yeah. accidentally sucks him into the afterlife and he freaks out. I thought there was gonna be a moment. Or like Terry was going to be like, okay, uh, Joe has 22 on his side. Now I need a human on my side. And he was going to get like this guy who was kind of a dick to help him out. But no, he just like goes into a fit of existential horror. (laughs) And uh, as far as we know, he He stays that way for the rest of the movie. He's definitely fucked up for the rest of his life. No doubt. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which I feel bad for him. But yeah, the barbershop scene is just great because it's, you know, it's, it's always good to like, in real life, I can relate to that. I feel like sometimes I'm just going through life. I'm not, uh, I'm not paying extra attention to anything. But when you're, when you're not, when Joe's not living as himself, he gets to watch, watch like a watch something he does pretty often from the outside, and see like, hey, like, I could be living my life t- to the fullest if I were actually asking people questions and like. And being interested in what was happening around me instead of just like kind of just walking through life with my head down, not caring. Yeah. No, I really like the takeaway where he was like, oh, you were born to cut hair, weren't you? And he's like, no, I wanted to be a vet. And he's like, how did I not know that? And he's like, you never asked. And you're like, oh, shit. How how are you going to come at me like that, though? (laughs) You never Um, asked. Because like, I, I don't 
really talk to barbers anymore because <laughs> I get really cheap haircuts now. But back when I was in high school, I had like the one place I would go and I would always talk to my barber. And now I'm like rethinking every interaction I've had. I was like, man, I guess I didn't ask him very much about yeah, himself. Come on, man. Uh, granted, all I really knew about him is that he really liked fishing and MMA, and I don't know anything <laughs> about those things. But that's when you ask him, you, you'd be like, oh, are you a big fan yeah. of Logan Paul, the boxer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, Logan, my man. <laughs> he is so good. I love his fighting. Yeah. Um, I will also say, when I told him I was moving to LA and like working in media he was like yeah i'm super into movies he loves martin scorsese oh. so i should tell him that marty is the producer of our <laughs> podcast should tell him. if i ever see him again yeah, if you yeah. ever see him again tell him yeah i don't know i go to salons i've been going to the sal to salons most recently because my parents pay for my yeah. haircut when i'm in michigan and um oh sick yeah it's very they, like at salons the women they're very easy to talk to. like usually when i go to the barbershop i feel like my barbers would just be like yeah i don't want to talk and I was like, I don't want to talk either, really. So, fine with that. <laughs> um, that's that toxic masculinity. Yeah. That's what Soul's trying to <laughs> suck out of you. Come on, you got to stop. I will say, probably the weirdest barbershop experience, if we're going to go on this full tangent. In LA, I used to go to a barbershop in Burbank, um, but they jacked up their prices really high. And also, I went there one time. And I feel like my haircut lasted somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour. <laughs> I have no idea how he managed to extend it that long. Because I don't get like a complicated haircut, <laughs> but I was sitting there for so fucking he long. Be, he was cutting one hair at a time. I guess. I don't oh, know. Wait, did you <laughs> it was ask, just, did I you remember ask for a the... haircut or a hair's cut? Maybe he thought it was just one hair. Oh my God. If he had asked me that, I would have stood up. <laughs> even if he was in the middle of it. I would have been like, I'm leaving. Um <laughs> uh, for a second there I thought you were gonna like mention how like long your haircut lasted, like as in until you needed to get another haircut. So for a second I was like, What? You need to get another haircut an hour after this one? Yeah, it grew really fast that time. <laughs> uh but yeah, haircuts. I mean, this is what Soul wants us to do, baby. Talk about, you know, our life experiences. So maybe we should just not yeah. talk about soul, just talk about our life. For the rest of the podcast. Yeah, let's fuck the Freeform. movie podcast. Freeform, Freeform. podcasting, baby. <laughs> Freeform. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, we have struck up a deal with Freeform, the TV channel. Uh, that's why we keep mentioning Freeform. Um, we're yeah, they're, they're our first ever sponsors. <laughs> Freeform. We have to legally say that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, watch their many good shows like Harry Potter uh, reruns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's their best show <laughs> they, they rerun harry potter every single day i i believe yeah, it no doubt um but soul. soul uh getting back on track they have the one moment with the student where she shows up and she's like i'm quitting right, i don't want to play anymore um and that's a nice moment i that's another thing i thought they were going to build on more and then that sort of went away i wasn't a huge i didn't really have an issue with that because it felt like they got across what they needed to like 22 again communicates this idea of like you know live your life don't let it be dictated by the kids laughing at you or you know it's it's too short to to give up trombone for a dumb reason yeah, like that and that's what bb needed bb needed a 22 in um in middle school to tell him that unfortunately yeah well i didn't give up on <laughs> trombone in middle school so i i guess i did have that in some point and didn't yeah, realize I guess it so. were you a cat ever at one point i guess that's that doesn't matter that's no, I, I wouldn't have been yeah, a cat. Eventually a At some point, my teacher would have had to have become a cat, and an unborn soul would have had to be my okay, teacher. Okay, so I, I believe that happened. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Mr. Scarnato. Oh, yeah. It finally happened. Oh, yeah. Um, her trombone playing was better than Jamie Foxx's piano. Ooh, hot take. God damn, great hot model. Take. You know they got like an esteemed, <laughs> they got an esteemed jazz composer for this movie. Hot take. <laughs> it wasn't actually Jamie Foxx playing the piano. Yeah, honestly, I just kept comparing Jamie Foxx's piano playing to Ryan Gosling in La La Land, and I, whew, they were Jamie yeah. Foxx and Ryan Gosling, very good piano players. Clearly, both of them. Yeah, well, I think Ryan <laughs> yeah, Gosling did. actually did learn piano for that movie. He so he is probably... Well, Jamie also, Fox is, Jamie Fox probably Jamie knows Fox how to play piano. He was Ray Charles. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Fuck. <laughs> Jamie Fox. Either way, it, it wasn't Jamie Foxx's composition, okay, is what we're yeah, saying. Yeah. Um, what else happens? Well, okay, so I guess 
Well, at some point, 22 realizes, like, hey, I, I want your body. I don't want to go back. I want to live life. Yeah. Um, and it's with this amazing scene where, like, she's looking at one of those, those um, petals on the trees, right? Yeah, little seeds that, yeah. that twirl around when they fall. Yeah, I like I like that a lot. I like that moment. Just like <laughs> I don't know, I I it's, like doing uh, that in real life too. Just like sitting there looking at trees. Yeah, it's that really solid like messaging that keeps coming up in this movie where Joe is like, she's like, oh, I'm really good at walking, and I like eating pizza, and he's like, well, that's not a spark. That's just living <laughs> stuff. Um, and it turns out 22 Spark was just like Being living alive. to live. Yeah, so it's like, and it's another moment where that doesn't totally connect, and so they sort of put it together for yeah. you um, towards the end. Yeah, eventually that connects. And when it does, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll get there eventually, because, uh, well, I, so I forget what, so 22, like, runs away, I feel like, and then falls and then dies. Is that how it happens? I honestly can't remember. It's been a while. I know something happens where they both eventually get back to the land i'm pretty sure terry catches cat joe right or something um Fuck. oh maybe oh yeah yeah no he catches them he catches both of them like they're running in the on, in the subway area and then he catches both of them and they both go back to the world okay now i remember and basically the whole 22 and him getting a big fight at the in the afterlife for sure because, uh, I mean, Joe wants to live and 22 wants to live. They both want his body. Um, Yeah. And then Joe just eventually abandons 22. So that's pretty sad. That's right. Joe takes the sicker and 22 goes into their little hidey hole um, and roams the, the desert as a lost soul. It's our very, big sort of yeah. climactic The Lost Souls, by the way, which moment. we haven't talked about. The Lost Souls are... I think a great concept. I think they're pretty spooky too. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned them with the the desk oh, guy, yeah, yeah, the yeah. finance. But guy. I never mentioned. I never mentioned um, how spooky they were. They were. Spooky. They were very spooky. <laughs> they were spooky. This should, this movie should have come out on Halloween, not Christmas, because these were spooky. Yeah, again, not for kids. This is fucking New Mutants territory. Spooky. Oh, yeah. scary. I mean, it gets even scarier once we eventually like infiltrate Twenty Two's lost soul, and I'm just like, holy shit, it's it's scary in here. I don't like it. Yeah. What else happens? Joe then goes back. I mean, everything like I, I like how I don't know. Everything like kind of goes well for Joe once he gets back. Oh, we also forgot another fantastic scene where twenty two and when twenty two's in Joe's body and um they confront his mom. Oh, that's right, and he just too. like straight up tells her the truth. Yeah. I like how I like how it wasn't Tina Fey talking. <laughs> I'm glad they moved it over to Joe Gardner's voice again at some point. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have worked for the scene. <laughs> that's that's what I kept thinking. I was like, good, they switched it. That's a good choice. But then the yeah. scene was great, too. <laughs> but yeah, it's really solid. I love the Jerry being, uh, I forget, Joe is like, oh, they have to find your purpose. And they're like, oh, your spark isn't your purpose. And that's where things sort of like start moving into clarity. Uh, yes. Um, and then you eventually get the, the fish in the ocean speech, yeah. which sort of sums it all up and that was absolutely the moment where the movie again like connected to with me really hard to the point where i'm still like wrestling it within my head because i as a person and not to get too like deep or sappy on our comedy podcast (laughs) but um i as a person am definitely someone who is like from when i was very young like a kid i was like i've always wanted to like work in video games or make video games or like do that thing um and that's i i feel like before seeing soul without knowing it my whole life has just been like the pursuit of that and putting everything else to the side to just be like how do i get to do this one thing like how do i get to finally be at that point i i don't know if they say this explicitly in the movie but like it was like i've been waiting to start living right like i can start living when i attain this dream that i don't know i'll ever reach um and it's the same thing for joe um yeah and he makes the point when he gets out of the show, he's like, I don't feel different. And, you know, he's, th- this is water. It's not the ocean. So in that moment, I was like, yeah, I've been chasing the ocean my whole life. And the thing is, till this day, I am still chasing the ocean because I, I've mentioned, like, I'm taking these uh, 3D modeling classes and, like, trying to get more into game dev so that hopefully I can reach that ultimate goal. 
Um, but it was just like a really poignant moment of like, yeah, I should just make an attempt to like enjoy moments yeah. more and not uh, like constantly be hyper focused on like career stuff, which I basically have been for my whole life. Um, so it, yeah, it just hit me really hard to be like, oh shit, like that's exactly me. Um, and <laughs> it took this Pixar movie yeah. to make me realize that like, yeah, I've been ignoring like a lot of good shit. Now to be fair, I am still chasing the thing, <laughs> which maybe that's not good or bad. And to be fair, we're also still in COVID world where even if I wanted to enjoy <laughs> some of the little things in life, yeah, I can't. Exactly. I mean, I don't think I don't think this movie is like don't chase those things. I think this movie is just like you could chase those things, but like make sure you realize that's not the only great thing about life. But yeah, I, you're you know you're you're swimming in the ocean. You can't own yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and so that's that was sort of the moment yeah, for me yeah. where I was like, "Damn, you're right though." Thanks. That's Pete. why I love Pixar. Even if this one didn't hit me that hard, that's exactly what you said right there. Is why Inside Out hits me so hard. Is because like it was it just taught me something that I didn't. Like, it just taught me something. I didn't expect this movie to, like, change change how I thought about something. And it was, I saw Inside Out at a time where I was going through a rough breakup and stuff. And, like, it just made me realize, like, oh, shit, I can be sad. It's okay to be sad. Um, and it's yeah. just stuff like, that's why I love these movies, like Soul and Inside Out and a bunch of other Pixar movies. I think nail it like that. It just sort of makes you realize that, like, something you thought wasn't okay it's okay um or it, it, it just teaches you something that makes you realize you've been doing something that maybe you shouldn't be doing which is it's crazy for yeah. for movies to do that sometimes and insane the soul and in a way inside out as well they're like the most literal interpretation of like a step back yeah. like being outside of yourself and like viewing really high concept stuff more objectively uh, and that's why I think it hits so hard is just like you, Joe being outside of himself also helps you see yourself sort yeah. of in a more full picture, um, which is, you know, the point of art uh, is to get that big emotional reaction and to, you know, have that big takeaway, oh, yeah. uh, which is why after I watched First Cow, <laughs> I was like, I need to find a best friend to milk a cow with. <laughs> exactly. That's film for you, baby. <laughs> That's why yeah, I that's cinema. Why immediately was like, I should buy a cow. This is worth it. Um, clearly. Uh, Again, you don't buy the cow, John. <laughs> the movie was very explicit. Don't buy but the I cow. I think it would be worth it for me. Like stealing it I, is obviously good. But I think uh, like I can afford the cow. They couldn't afford it. I can, I, at this time, okay, I Okay, well, it. that's your goddamn white male <laughs> privilege coming out on this. Oh, I'm John. I could buy a cow if I, I want. I afford a cow, all right? So why not? Why don't I just buy it? Just keep it here. He can sleep on my bed. That You know what would be awesome is if uh, all the, like, YouTubers who are big, who, like, flaunt their lavish lifestyles all start buying cows <laughs> instead of, like, mansions or Ferraris and shit. Yeah, I mean, that's... Then you never have to go to the store to buy milk again, you know? You got infinite milk... Until the cow dies. Um, uh, the milk won't be pasteurized, which might be an issue for yeah, some. Well, but Who cares? You know, I want that raw milk energy, you know? I want that. You know that if Logan Paul could drink <laughs> raw milk, he Hell would. Yeah. Uh, where are we in Seoul? We're, we're crying. Uh, basically, at the end, uh, he, <laughs> he gets his dream gig. He gets the ocean speech. And now he feels bad for 22 because he realizes that 22 Spark was just being alive. And so he's got to go back with the hippie pirates into soul land. Yeah. Which he achieved pretty easily by just getting into the zone and then waking up. Um, yeah. I feel like once you know the yeah. secret, like I, it can't be that hard. I'm going to try doing that yeah, with now, something. Now that eventually. we know the secret, I don't know why people haven't been trying to do this now. We should honestly just record the podcast in soul oh, world yeah. or maybe the podcast is how we get in. Maybe we just got to get really into the zone. I felt like I was getting into the zone there where we were talking about Pixar and how damn good they are. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't, we just got to get into the zone. Maybe that's all we got to do. Yeah. Actually, you know, freeform podcast. People are listening to this. They can't tell if we're in the zone or not. We get, we'll just tell them we're in the zone. We're telling them in the afterlife. Oh yeah. We got there. I'm I'm totally in the zone. Oh my god, a pirate ship and look at all those um, lost souls. Oh my god, and uh, oh, there's Kyrie Irving. I'm gonna throw a rock at him. <laughs> <laughs> he got oh, wait, COVID. He I guess basketball. He's in the zone at a at his at a party. 
without a mask. <laughs> he's in the party he's zone. The parties. He's so in the zone of not wearing a mask that he's somehow here. I don't know. I don't understand. There's got to be someone out there who gets in the zone, like by partying. <laughs> Obviously, there's got to. There had to be so many people, like at a rave, at raves or something, in that. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. I do want to just. See, this is I, this is what I like about Soul and Inside Out. I just like kept imagining different concepts based off of that concept. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it feels like there could easily be a Soul Two where we explore this more. Um, but you know me, I hate sequels, so let's not do it. Yeah, no, this isn't Cars. <laughs> it, I, it's not like super easy to make a sequel about this yeah. one. I mean, people have been talking about an Inside Out sequel, and I'm like, no, don't do it. Don't, don't need do it. it. Like, let Pete Doctor keep doing his yeah. original stuff. Um, what else? I mean, yeah, I think the I think it's somewhere here at the end is where I shed my tears. I, I don't know. I can't remember exactly the moment. I think it might have been. I can't remember the exact moment. I think I I, I can't. Yeah. But at some point here, I shed tears because it, it, it's the it's, tears were it's shed. The moment where they like wrap it all up and they like make you they flash back to the leaf moment and stuff like that yeah well it's the final point of the movie which again also hit me super hard where they decide to give him a second chance and they're like so what are you gonna do with your life now and he goes i don't know but i'm gonna live every minute of it and you're like oh fuck like mind blown <laughs> uh the rap horns went off and i was like i get it <laughs> um oh and maybe it's a little on the nose, but I was like, yeah, that's exactly how you end this movie. BB, I have some, I have something to say to people who complain about him go, coming back to life. Fuck you. Damn. <laughs> say it Fuck again. Fuck you. There have been, there have oh been so many God. people who are like, oh, it would have been better if, they, if he just died. I'm just like, stop <laughs> trying to be edgy or whatever right now. Like, no, it definitely yeah. wouldn't have. <laughs> no, it, if, I feel like it would have hit really flat if if you had just <laughs> stayed dead and like gone into the, the great beyond there. like that's, that's like i understand if that's like a like if i were watching a not animated film maybe like an animated depressing or not an animated like an indie depressing movie then yeah hell yeah i would see that happening but this is a pixar animation i, I if that happened i don't know how the fuck it ends how it's do they also, go to the it's a movie about how life is worth living. Like you don't end the movie with being like, but this fucking guy doesn't get to live. Guess what? He dies. This this fuck this how guy do you, though. He how doesn't do you move get on to, to live. the quirky Pixar credit sequence if he dies at the end. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. I did want to say about this credit sequence. This is a moment that made me laugh while I was sitting alone in my room watching this movie. Um Trent Reznor did some of the composition for this movie. Uh, him and another composer did music for the Afterworld stuff, and they got a jazz composer for the jazz music. Um, I remember seeing his name come up, and I'm like, man, he's doing everything now. And I was like, I just want one movie where Trent Reznor does the music where they play a Nine Inch Nails song <laughs> as like the credit song. So you get uh, Joe is like, so what are you going to do with your life now that you, you can live? And he's like, I don't know, but I'm going to live every minute of it. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you like an animal. <laughs> that would have been so good. That would have been, that's got to happen. Just let us have some Nine Inch Nails. If you're going to get Trent Reznor, just, just let it let happen. let it happen. At least give us a director's cut where the only change is that. <laughs> <laughs> so someone just do a fan yes, edit please. please i think that song's called closer okay. someone's um, gonna do a fan edit. theo theo's gonna do a fan edit i know that for sure yeah he's he's got 10 kids one of them can do it <laughs> so many kids that was his 2020 he said that that's all he did to, in 2020 was make 10 kids how insane is that yeah impressive in only 15 yeah, days I mean, you definitely need 10 women for that so that's a that's a lot of a lot of moving parts mm? no, no? Not if you beat Octomom. <laughs> we still haven't gotten to Decimom. True. True. Um, all right. Anything else to say about Soul, BB? No, it's a, a really great Pixar film. Uh, I think it wins the battle of the Christmas Day streaming movies, hands down. Wonder Woman and this. Yeah, between Wonder Woman and this, it's oh, far less of your time 
and also a yeah, better movie. Definitely watch this. Doesn't have a wish crystal yeah. though. It's a few it points off. Wish, uh, it was missing Matt. It was also missing Pedro Pascal. Very sad. Yeah. Um, but apparently we didn't we didn't see the Shark Boy and Lava Girl um, sequel. I also think that came out on Christmas and also had Pedro Pascal in it. So it could be. Could it's be, true. It could be the movie of Christmas, maybe. We just didn't see it. Robert Rodriguez has had such a weird career. <laughs> I know this is a tangent, but like, have you ever just thought about Robert Rodriguez for a second? Yeah, I have. It's <laughs> it's not fun. I'm just like, I wouldn't want his career, if I'm going to be honest. I feel like he yeah, wants he it, though. Yeah, he definitely wants it. Like, right? you got to give him respect. Like, he... He wants this. <laughs> he has what he what he, he wants. He does Shark Boy and Lava Girl, but also like Machete. Yeah, and he just uh, directed some episodes of The Mandalorian, and they're some of the better episodes. Like they're good. It's so <laughs> he's weird. A good director, but every once in a while he's like, "But this is the shit I like." Spy Kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Hell Spy yeah. Kids. <laughs> this is my shit. That one terrible uh, Sin City movie. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Sin City. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez is living every minute of his life. I think Robert Rodriguez saw Soul like way before any of us and was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to make every Damn. movie I want to make and no no one can he stop me. early screener of a soul. Lucky bastard. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, keep living your lives. And until next time, stay big, you beautiful people. <laughs>